Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. <laughs> so Jack and I are like looking at each other, and but we're like creeped out. Like this is almost like a possessed orgy. Like it's like a supernatural orgy. you road dogs we're pretty excited about the episode today <laughs> we're pumped because you have to have you have to have a ghost episode and it's Obviously. kind of part of me was like do we do this it's just it's just so it's so classic to have a ghost episode but I feel like this is good because it's stories surrounding the venue itself right. and and I wouldn't even be able to choose from the people that had oh my gosh there. yeah there's I mean for me Red Rocks has always been like my absolute dream venue to play and I think it is for a lot of musicians and there are so many that have played I mean like the Grateful Dead have played like countless times and yeah. John Denver and so many different people people have, have yeah. played there and actually we were just talking to my uncle yesterday <laughs> who is from um, a town just like a few minutes away from um, Red Rocks and then our him and our aunt raised our cousins in Evergreen, which is like a 15-minute drive away. Um, so they've all gone to so many Red Rocks concerts. And then we were talking to my uncle yesterday, and he was telling us about how, like, back in the day when he was in high school, he he was like, oh, I've been to, like, hundreds of shows there. We were like, what? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we used to just sneak in. Like, apparently, so it was very low-tech back then, obviously, and they would have, like, they had those, like, glow-in-the-dark stamps that you'd stamp on your... You know, they still have those at some places um, and, like, clubs today. Where they stamp and they look under, under like, an infrared light or whatever. And so they would do that. But apparently, like, you could easily transfer your stamp to somebody else. So him and his friends would, like, go up to girls and be like, Hey, can we, like, get some of your stamp? And they'd, like, lick their <laughs> hand. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they'd lick their hand and then the girl would press her hand against theirs and, like, some of it would rub off and it would be enough that, like, in the daylight it would scan and they'd go through and then when you'd, like, go to the bathroom or something, you'd leave and you'd come back and then they'd re-stamp you or something. They so they'd have, like, a, a fresh perfect stamp. fresh stamp after that. So, anyway, it's hilarious. So they would just sneak in all these shows yeah. and, like, I'm sure it was such a great time. So it's not like that anymore. We Yeah. We no. actually... We snuck into a show, oh, like, kind of yeah. recently, and we it actually into worked. We snuck a show in New, York, in New York. It was, like, right when we moved there. Although it wasn't, like, a huge venue like Red Rocks, but we felt pretty good about it ourselves. It was very fun. And it, it was, was actually, we did it with the technique that our aunt and my stepmom, so the aunt that's married to our uncle that we were just talking about, it's kind of their famous their famous strategy for sneaking into things that you want to get into. It's like, just walk with a mission, don't make eye contact, yeah. and nobody will question you. And it works, let me tell you. Yep. Yeah. So um, give that a shot. But I am a white woman, so it's different for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we, we got to see Drug Dealer um, in Brooklyn. Yeah, was that was actually cool one of show. Chris's favorite bands. And he was like, you guys got to go see them tonight. And they were all sold out. And we were like, we'll try. And then there was a huge line out the door. We walked up the stairs and we just started walking by and someone was like, hey, hey, uh, where's your ticket? And we were like, oh, we're, we're just on the, we're on the guest list. And they were like, oh, what's your name? And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, Jordan? I was like, <laughs> shit, I should have said something more uh-huh. common than that. And they were like looking down the list and I'm looking at the list and there's literally a Jordan on the guest list and he checks it off. He's like, okay. And I was like, thanks. So good. <laughs> it was great. Anyways, so yeah. Um, so we saw Red Rocks yesterday. Um, and it was so cool. We've neither of us have been to a show at Red Rocks. It is just wild. The layout of the rocks is absolutely perfect for a show. It's insane. I I, I went into it being like, oh, maybe they had to like fill in with some extra insulation here and there into the rocks to get the acoustics right. But there wasn't anything. It was just rocks, and it was like. There's the two huge side rocks that are on the sides of the stage in the crowd. And then there's a like big rock behind the stage and then another big rock behind that one. So you can imagine it's just. Yeah, it makes like a little like enclave of perfect acoustics, I'm sure. I mean, we've never seen a show there, unfortunately, but what we've heard and just being there, it's like, obviously, imagine like a cathedral, you know, where you have like these huge ceilings and it's like a great, it's a large space, but you still have like 
walls that are creating like a kind of like a tunnel of sound. Yeah. And it was um, somewhere in my preliminary research, I found the dates on when it was built like fully into a stage but I didn't write it down because I was just in such tunnel vision about these ghosts (laughs) Um, but it was it was something like uh, when we were there yesterday they built the actual stage in the 40s but before that in like the early 1900s there were shows there it was just more of like a you know people there without a stage were like big artists playing there was it like local I mean well I think probably more locals don't quote me on it but yeah but I think it more yeah. became a thing when the stage was built. Yeah. Um, anyway. So wait, but then there was also the the trading post, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'll get into this. Yeah. So, okay. What's that about? Okay. So this episode, talking about Red Rocks, talking about ghosts, and um, I was just overjoyed when I was researching and it started coming up about it being haunted because I was just like, because like. Some of our episodes that we're talking about are more serious, which I'm really glad we're talking about them. They're talking about issues and, you know, they're thought-provoking. But then it's nice to have a little break episode and just talk about some uh, haunted things. So basically, first of all, I feel like what more of the locals and, like, a lot of people say when you, like, bring up that it's haunted is that it is built on native land, like our entire country is um and so people are it, it's kind of reminded me of like the beginning of um the shining where they like see the hotel and they're like walking around it and the 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 guy who's like giving the job to jack nicholson is like oh yeah so um it's a native american burial ground here and it's like <laughs> duh, duh, duh. <laughs> yeah, the music it's kind of just like if like if anyone's ever going to haunt you, I feel like it's definitely people whose land was stolen from them. And (laughs) totally makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, there's that context. Um, But actually the main ghosts that people talk about are not native people. There's the most popular one is the hatchet lady of red rocks. Okay. Uh And there's multiple theories on who she was when she was living, but one theory is that she was a woman who was murdered in the area and she gets mad at couples who are like getting too frisky. <laughs> That's like the, the language they would use in the articles. So I guess if, if couples are like getting it on, she'll be like, don't do that. And she has a hatchet. Okay, that's one theory. Another theory. So do people like see her as a ghost? Yeah. Or is it like, oh, there were like footsteps or her, oh, her yeah, voice? Oh, yeah, they see her. Okay, yeah, they see okay. her. And then another theory is that she's a ghost of a woman who homesteaded in that area, and that's now Red Rocks, and she was called Old Mrs. Johnson when she was alive. Mm. So she would... Old Mrs. Johnson? Like, that's what people actually call <laughs> Yeah, her. I guess so. Oh, there's Old Mrs. Johnson again. Yeah, it's like, I guess so. so. You sound like a ghost even when you're alive. <laughs> yeah. And when she, would, when she was alive, she would swing a hatchet at her daughter's suitors. Oh. Um, God, wait. Oh, in real life. Yeah. Oh, geez. Other theories are that she was a homeless woman in the area who lived in a cave in the 50s, and now that cave is fenced off, so people don't Ooh. go exploring there. I mean, that sounds that like it's sounds, pretty plausible yeah, to definitely. me. The cave is fenced off, so obviously there's higher-ups not wanting us to find out about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would also like to note that, so we're on this two-week road trip, and <laughs> this whole time I haven't been letting us talk about ghosts or scary stories so it's just very ironic that one episode of ours is about this (laughs) but I think for some reason whenever you're on a road trip haunted things and scary things just always end up coming up especially because well they're also just interesting things yeah and like the podcasts about ghost stories or like haunted yeah, or like we listen to some of our cults on yeah, some of our tours. Yeah, super. And I think that stuff's so Very interesting. interesting. And there's like a huge part of me that's like, I want to listen to that. Yeah, but then the, the rational part of me is like, I'm about to get somewhere in four hours and camp in the middle of nowhere <laughs> in the dark. And so I don't want to do that. Yeah, um, probably but a good idea. we're giving this episode a shot anyway. Um, and it's pretty funny in some parts of it. Yeah, I think. Um, so, yeah. So there's the Hatchet Lady of Red Rocks or Old Mrs. Johnson, whatever you want to say. 
Oh, yeah, and the theory that she was a homeless woman who lived in the cave, that version of the story says the woman kills children that come too close to the cave and hides their bodies and severed limbs in the surrounding area. Just FYI. Oh, wait, um, so is that based off of something? Did that happen? This is, like, based off of the website America's Haunted Road Trip. <laughs> it didn't say that it was based off of something, but a lot of the theories are, like, that she was, like, a living person in right, that area right. who used a hatchet yeah, so regularly. Right. It's kind of, I mean, it's not that hard to believe. Um, but there's also a trail at Red Rocks that leads to a graveyard where people think she is buried. Oh. And apparently, legend says that she got mad when people started building, like, the Red Rock oh. stage, mm-hmm. and she may have interfered with the construction. Interesting. Um, okay, so that's one of the most commonly seen ghosts at Red Rocks. The other one is the old miner. <laughs> and Gotta have that the old one miner is, too. That one is like definitely easy to believe for me because the whole area, there was just, just a lot of mines. And Did they call him old miner in real yeah. life also? <laughs> I hey, old I miner. <laughs> he just looked like an old man, uh, miner. So people have seen, there's like, a, there people would say detailed descriptions of his appearance. So this is what his appearance is. He's about 5'5", five five, long white beard, brown hat, holds a bottle on his hand, Seen in the restricted areas of the stage. Oh. Um, people don't really have theories on why he haunts the area, but to me it's kind of like, okay, there are a bunch of miners around there. A lot of miners would die in the mines, and that's yeah. just, especially back then, like, miners would just not live very long. Mm-hmm. It was really unhealthy, and I can imagine just getting grumpy about that. Yeah. If you died in a mine, and then and then you're like, what is this big theater that's here now where I mined. (laughs) Actually, the description of this miner reminds me of the ghost that you saw driving through California (laughs) in Joshua Tree. (laughs) I fully saw it. I'm not even kidding about that. Yeah, so the southern part of California, when you're like, you're in southern California, but you're driving east now through Joshua Tree, you're about to get into like Arizona and everything. That's where we were. And it was... Very, it looked like another planet. Oh, my God. It yeah. was like... There was a huge railroad, like, in the distance, kind of, like, looking like... Yeah, it was at, the, like, the base trains. of the mountains. Huge trains that extended so far. And also, I guess I just have never seen that before because I'm usually in areas where, like, there's a bend and the train, like, kind of, yeah. like, goes around the, like, around the corner. And so you don't see the whole train at once. Yeah, that's but, like, true. it was just, like, this, like, two trains going in different directions... With desert landscape yeah. all around you, and with like Joshua trees and random yeah. cactus. It was like things. so hot too that oh, like the it was thing, 105. The thing was actually happening where <laughs> we were just joking. We're like, "There's water over there. <laughs> Should we drive over and yeah. take a swim?" But oh it's God. a full mirage. Um, but yeah, that that was definitely the part where the part in our road trip so far that, that I was most scared to break down. I was like, we do oh, not yeah. want to break down. Yeah, there's also, right there's now. nothing for miles and miles. Yeah. So, so yeah, anyway, we're in that area. There's the context of what it looked like. And then we, we're just getting onto like a tiny portion of Route 66, actually. Yeah. Which, I mean, we all know that's a very I think we were turning highway. on to Route we 66. We were turning on to Route 66 and I swear to God, I saw, <laughs> it actually looked like what this old miner guy's description <laughs> was kind of except he was like he was bigger than five five. He was probably like maybe like a little under six foot, like big boned, but like he was just kinda of like a little bit of a chunky guy, beard, um, like flat brimmed hat, and he was just walking and I, I swear I saw him. She <laughs> literally like we turn onto Route sixty six and she just goes I just saw a ghost. <laughs> and we were like, she's like, is there a man over there? And we all like turn around and there's nobody there. I'm like, nope, there is no one there. No. But like, just... I feel like when you see those things, you just know, yep. you know, like, was there a question in your mind if it really no. was a real man? No. There was nobody around. It wasn't like we were like, there was nobody around. Yeah. Yeah. So yep, there you go. There anyway, you have it. Haunted. <laughs> haunted. So, are there any tales of 
Native Americans haunting Red Rocks? Or um, The only things that I saw in my research were just like, oh, and also people have seen some Native American spirits as well, sometimes doing ceremonial dances or mm. something. I'm like, okay. But there's never any, like, there wasn't any, like, yeah, more explanation on that. Um, but then the other thing that is apparently super haunted is the trading post oh, yes. at Red Rocks. Okay. So that's like, for those of you who haven't been there, it used to be actual trading post, but now it's like Music Hall of Fame and there's like a gift shop and everything It's still in there. called the trading post though. They still yeah. have the title. And um, tons of employees who have worked there have said that it's haunted. <laughs> that's and like, crazy. So here's some stories. This is from RockyMountainParanormal.com. Well, first of all, one of those paranormal company, like Ghostbuster type people, actually went to the trading post and nice. like did some experiments to see if it was haunted. It was called Rocky Mountain Paranormal. They did a full investigation, like video, microphones, seismometers, because I guess seismic activity can mean paranormal activity, oh. temperature measurements, electromagnetic field measurements. And they recorded nothing. <laughs> nothing happened. Oh, my God. But they, like, they, this is what they reported. Quote, due to the randomness of the reported activity and our short visit, we cannot determine any causes, either natural or other, at the location. Yeah, so, see, that's, I feel like that's, that's probably not uncommon. They were there those, for a day. You know, ghosts aren't going to come out when they know that there's yeah. people there with those instruments. They there know that. They're not going to, like, show themselves at that point. Yeah, so I guess, like, scientifically, there's no evidence. <laughs> but here are all the stories from the employees. So basically... There was a coffee cup with the name Randy that had been reported to fall off the same shelf every day. Ooh. Who is Randy? <laughs> Weird. Rebecca literally Who? has that written down in her notes in all caps. <laughs> Who is Who? Randy? Yeah. So there's that coffee cup. Several of the doors have been reported to sound like a dog scratching or something trying Ooh. to get in. Um, in 2000, a staff member reported that around 2 in the morning... He heard boot steps and then felt a chill and something brushed the hair on his back. Ooh. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah. Then people, a lot of the employees were saying that, like, the storage area in the basement was mm. super haunted. Classic. Obviously. So very iconic place to be haunted. Um, people would say that the basement door would lock by itself. Um, and they'd see, like, the handle, like, jiggling no one there. Wow. In 2005, an employee saw a door to the cold storage room open. Um, and then a, a staff member actually did an experiment and left a voice recorder in the basement, and they heard breathing and boxes moving around. <laughs> so that's like, you already know so many of them are spooked that an employee like actually leaves a voice recorder down. Obviously, there's a lot of shit going yes. on at that point. Um, oh, yeah. Another employee saw in the basement saw a box, quote, coming right at her from across oh the room. Oh, my room. God. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah. Coming right at her. Um, there were also the sound of footsteps going up the stairs to the office, but they never got onto the second floor. <laughs> okay. Um, so good. And most reports are from midnight to 2 a.m. Obviously. Obviously, yep. So yeah. it's just very Obviously classic. The scariest time ever. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously the most classic just sounds like a very haunted area. And there's something about, like, being there. There's definitely, I wouldn't say necessarily, like, if I didn't know that it was haunted. That I, I wouldn't go to Red Rocks and be like, oh, my gosh, it's haunted. But there's something about the rock formation that mm -hmm. is very it holds its, it's own like power mystical. yeah also we were there with like in the broad daylight with a lot of other people around and so i i'm sure if you were in the trading post at 2 a.m yes. it might feel a little different yeah there's yeah. just something about big rock formations like there's mm -hmm. uluru in australia like central australia which is like really revered and respected by um indigenous people there that's like 
And that is like very interesting because there's like no rocks around and then there's mm-hmm. a huge rock and it's very similar like red yeah. looking rock to red rocks. So I feel like there's just... Or like Stonehenge. That's yeah. another like obvious. Yeah. There's just like something unearthly about yeah. it. You know? Which once again, when we were driving through like Utah and like yeah. into Colorado where it's just like... <laughs> We just kept joking because when we went to the Grand Canyon, we're like, okay, we need to look up, like, what, how did it get like this? And then it was like, wind and water. (laughs) And I'm like, honestly, it's really hard to believe. Like, I'm not religious at all, but there's, like, driving through those areas, I'm like, yeah, you can kind of understand how someone would just be like, God. Yeah. So there's just something about big old rocks. (laughs) Becca's an anti winder. I'm an anti winder. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay, so another pretty funny story that I was uncovering. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> when I was researching this, was um, from Colorado Haunted History, and so Colorado Haunted History is three ghost hunters: Monica Farrell, Renee Nellis, and Joel Chirehart, I think. And so these are basically just three people that came together and they do haunted tours in the area now in Morrison, which is the town that Red Rocks is in. Um, So they were strangers, but they became friends when they all took the Morrison Haunted History Tour. And then they, like, got together and they started doing these tours of their own, basically. Um, Because I guess, like, Morrison as a town is just very haunted as well. Oh, wow. Um, And so... (laughs) It's all the miners. All, All the, miners. the miners coming back to yeah. So one of the Monica Farrell, <laughs> her a quote from her was, "We all love ghosts. You know, are they real? This is as much fun for us as it is for them." <laughs> <laughs> so they're just like loving the ghostly times, loving the ghost. And um, then the other guy, Joel, one of the other guys in this tour, said that we like to say that Morrison is the most haunted town in America per capita. But I guess if you're looking at it per capita, it's like, okay, it's a small town and it's yeah. very haunted, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so they lead tours any time of the year with reservations. October is a big season, obviously. And then this article was just like going into, I guess, this reporter person who was writing the article, like, went to one of the tours. And <laughs> there was just some weird people there. <laughs> Sorry, but like, <laughs> they're like, they said that there were some women wearing red hats there, like, in a group uh, at this haunted tour. And then the reporter, like, asked them who they were. And Why are you wearing red hats? Yeah, who are you? Are you part you? of a group? And, and then one of the women goes, oh, these are the ladies of Chapeau Rouge, and I'm their queen. What? I'm Queen Cleora, she <laughs> said proudly. Then winking, that's Cleopatra without the pat. If you know what I mean. No. <laughs> we don't know what you mean. <laughs> we don't. Queen Cleora, like yeah, Cleopatra, like, Cleora. Cleora. Okay, that, I get it. I don't why? understand why without the pat, like, uh, am I missing, like, an inside joke? Or is that, like, I don't know. So, anyway. Very confusing. Yeah. There's Did like you this, look that up? Is that, like, a thing? I didn't look it up, but maybe, like, Ladies if anyone Chapeau, knows. Rouge. I don't know. So there's just these people that are at this tour. And then, like, the Colorado Haunted History Tour leads people into the woods at dark. And they're this Like, trying to get haunted things to happen. Yeah. And this (laughs) quote said, It seems every one of Morrison's celebrated restaurants and bars carries its own spectral fright. Ooh. So, Morrison, very haunted. Um, Just sounds... I mean, I would take that tour. Yeah, that sounds like a really fun (laughs) tour, honestly. Uh, I would totally do that. Yeah. Another thing... The Hatchet Lady of Red Rocks, I forgot to mention that she appears headless and that she often appears naked. And oh, obviously, God. here we go. <laughs> you already know that I would be going into this. <laughs> so, what is it with naked women in horror? I'm just going to pose this question out there because nothing took, scarier than a naked woman. Nothing scarier. <laughs> I took this one class at community college that was called. Uh, women in literature or something um, and one of one like group in my class did this presentation on women and horror movies and I mm, yep. wish that I paid more attention because now I just like have this like half formulated 
theory about it, but it's like not fully been born in my head. But basically, if you've never thought about this before, what is it with horror movies and having naked women as something that is scary? It's like there's something. Oh, I mean, is it something also to do with like a naked woman is like a symbol of like erotica in a way. Yeah. But then, so it's like trying to like tap into like erotic and fear senses maybe. Yeah. And like something about that is like. Well, there's just something about like the male gaze and how like so many things are written by men and it's like how they want us to see their point of view, whatever, and their point of view is that women are erotic and when they're naked, they're to be seen and they're to be like lusted after. So it's either like you're supposed to lust after them or you're supposed to be scared you're by them. You're supposed to fear them. They can't but, just be there. But this is also a, an important point we're missing here. It's it's usually old naked yeah. women. So Not that, just any naked woman, an old naked yeah. woman. So that that's like, there's another <laughs> level to that, which I was reading about, which was like, an old naked woman is just like naked because she wants to be and it's like that's what's most scary about it is because it's like I guess if you see a young naked woman and you're like oh she could be trying to seduce me or like oh maybe she's just like she's beautiful and she wants to be naked but like an old woman you're like oh she can't like there's no point for her to be naked right now like and it's scary to us because well I think it's also that that can be harmful because I think as a woman you know because of society you're always you feel like your sexuality is directly related to your youth and so then when you get older you feel like you might be losing that and so I think that that is a very like that that can be a a really harmful portrayal because it's it's in a sense like stating that when you get old and you're a woman you're no longer sexy anymore you're scary yeah you're not sexy you're scary now yeah exactly and and that like the other reason for you to be naked is just to appeal to people when it's like right can you not just be yourself and (laughs) be hanging out or I don't know anyways there's a lot of there's a lot of things we could go very deep into this I'm sure just pay attention if you're horror fans because Mm -hmm. I mean the one that pops into my head automatically is the one from The Shining yeah he's he's turned on by this young youthful woman in the bathroom and then he like starts to make out with her and then he looks in the mirror and she's actually an old naked woman (laughs) which is like just ridiculous like yeah yeah. It's not like they're just an old woman. It's like, yeah. oh, they're also maybe, like, headless or something, so. Yeah. <laughs> but Or, like, they've got, like, blood on them or yeah, they're exactly. all gross. And, and, and just, like, in the context of being scared, yeah. you're scared in the movie and then that's yeah. added on. There's more about, like, women in horror with, like, p- the women and girls who are, like, killed are usually ones who have been, like, sexually active in the movie so it's like Mm. oh they're sluts and then they're like killed and then like usually the women or girls who survive are like virgins and like (laughs) it's it's like of course you have to bring that into it too like so anyway there's a tangent for you (laughs) but the hatchet lady of red rocks is naked and old Okay, then, of course, we have to tell them about our haunted story oh, yeah. since we're on the topic. Yeah. So we have we have a story that it's honestly one of the scariest times in my life still. Oh my um, still unsure whether or not it was warranted. But um, we were in Whitefish, Montana. Yep. We were in Whitefish, Montana on a little tour out there, which we've done two tours out to Montana now. We were with another band playing along the way. Um, Whitefish is a beautiful town. It's very close to Glacier National Park. There is a lodge there that hosts live music shows. There's like yeah. pool tables and there's taxidermy all over the walls. And yeah, so cool. that was one of our shows. It was hilarious to begin with because we like walk in and they're like these old men drinking beers already there at like, you know, 3 p.m. or something yeah. and they're like standing by the stage and watching us like load our gear on. They're like, oh, we're gonna have some fucking hippies tonight. Like, and we're like, oh, hello, yes, we are from <laughs> Seattle. Um, anyways, so, so we had rented a hotel that night to stay in 
our band. It was me, Rebecca, Gracia, and Jack. But then we'd found out that day that there was like this flat, a, like on the second story of this lodge that was like held for the musicians that were coming through. Also, I'm sure other people stayed there at different points. Yeah, too. and everyone, like, everyone, when we got there, was like, "Oh, yeah, you know, you can stay." You can stay on the second floor. Like, you totally There's should. There's plenty of room. Come we were like, see oh, it. damn it. We're like, shit. We, well, we didn't know this. Like, we had already rented a hotel. But then, like, throughout the night, they, like, kept pressing. Like, you've got to go see upstairs. Like, really should stay. And we were like, okay. Like, so we go upstairs, and it's a long hallway that's the entire extent <laughs> of this huge lodge. Okay, it was a long-ass hallway with rooms on either side as you're walking down it. There's, like, a room here, a room there, a room there. And, and then, then you get to the like end, and there's, like, a, yeah, there's, like, a, like, hangout room with, like, a full kitchen. There's a bathroom. They had, like, cookies on a plate, like, in saran wrap, like, somebody's, like, homemade cookies, like, sitting on the counter. And we were like, oh, this is It was nice. very cool. I mean, It was like, really cool, but it was... It was a little weird. Like, yeah. even in the in the daytime, when we went up there, it was like, this is kind of weird. What the hell? Like, how many rooms do you need up here? And why are there so many rooms? Why is it, like, set up like this? Why was everybody like, you have to stay here? <laughs> Everything was kind of weird just from the get-go. So then we play our show, and then it's getting a little later. Everybody had played, I think. And they were like, okay, if you're going to stay, like, if you're going to stay after, like, midnight. No, I'll- no it was like... Or two? It was something like 8 p.m. Oh, I thought it was 8, too. You're right. I, I thought that in my why. head, and I was like, that must be too early. Maybe we played No, I think it was show. 8. So at some point in the night, they're like, we're going to lock up. All of our employees go home, and you can't leave. So if you're staying, you're staying until the morning, until we come and let you out. So we're kind of looking at each other like, okay, we've had a few beers. Like, do we really want to stop drinking now and, like, drive to the hotel, or do you just want to stay? Whatever. Yeah. yeah, so the other band that we were touring with was also staying there, and we loved Yeah, them, and, and we, like, like, wanted to hang out with them. Yeah. So, yeah, so then, so Gracia was, like, tired, and she wasn't wanting to drink anymore, so she's like, I'm just going to go back to the hotel. Yeah, Gracia so Gracia goes, goes back to the hotel and by herself, and then me, Rebecca, and Jack stay, and we're, like, partying with the other band and whatever, and, and there's, like, a pool table downstairs. Yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. fun. And we're just having drinks. So then we end up going upstairs. And I can't remember exactly what time it was if they were, like, okay, employees are heading out. See you guys. Or what, what, what happened. But we ended up going upstairs. And so Rebecca had, like, gone off to take a phone call or something. Before this, okay, so we had gotten high. <laughs> oh, this is uh, of the course. downfall. I forgot, yes. Because... <laughs> Okay, there's so many people that can just get high and be fine, but like if I'm in a weird situation, I it's already getting weird high when you're is a not bad high. idea. Yeah, right. yeah. So like I when I get high, I just need to be like at home watching yeah. a movie, or you're done with friends, for the night. But you're like yeah, fine. with people that I know yeah. and it's chill. But if I'm like in any sort of weird social situation or any sort of weird place, it's not a good idea to get high. No. So we get high. Of course we get high. <laughs> and then, so yeah, Becca goes off to like take a phone call or something. Jack and I are in the like lounge room with two of the other bandmates who are dating, but like still early in their relationship, you could just tell. And they like, they were like, oh, hey, Jack and Jordan, can we play you this song we just wrote? And we we're like, oh, sure. So Jack and I are like sitting there like, ooh, excited. They start playing it, and it literally just becomes like a seduction of the two of them, <laughs> which was fine. But it was just hilarious because Jack and I just like started to kind of like look at each other like, is this weird or am I just really high or like what's going on right now I feel like they're not even like they don't remember we're here and they're just like <laughs> kind of like, like she starts sitting on his lap you know he's playing guitar and she's singing to him and then like it, it was an evolution though in the beginning it was like <laughs> oh they're singing to us and then suddenly we were like wait I feel like we're not here I feel like we're intruding and then we're like looking at each other like okay I this how long has this been going on for oh my god I think we're I think they're literally gonna start like having sex right here we need to please <laughs> so we like we just got up like it, as they're playing, they made no sign that they even knew we were getting up and leaving. We, like, get up and leave, and we walk down. We walk past one of the other bandmates from the other band who's, like, in his towel coming out from, like, he's like, there's a sauna down there. We were like, oh, what? <laughs> he's, like, in his towel. His girlfriend's in her towel. We're like, what's going on? So then we, like, go down to, like, this far end room, and we sit down. And this room, so already, I remember when, when we'd first come up to see the place, we'd noticed this room because it was a large room. There was like a half, not a half wall, but the wall, one wall didn't go up all the way to the ceiling. So it like kind of like went into the room next to it. 
which was kind of weird. It was like almost like a combined room, but not really. But it was huge. It had one huge king-size bed in the middle of one far wall with like a huge mirror over it. And that was all that was in there. And it was terrifying. Like, okay, symmetry creepy giant room weird anyways so we yeah, sit down and obviously we decide to go to that room for some reason so jack and i are like sitting in that room it's creepy in there and we're just we sit down and we're like what's going on like why were they seducing oh what's happening and then we like start we're just kind of like sitting there chatting or something jack and i are already feeling like creeped out at this point like not really sure why like just the vibes the vibes so we sit down and we're starting to hear the other band in the other room that was like partially kind of connected to the room we were sitting in because we can easily hear them over the wall and we came to the conclusion that they were having an orgy in the room next door and I don't know exactly I can't remember this precise situation that like whatever the sounds we were hearing let me just we'll leave it at that we were convinced so Jack and I are sitting there and then suddenly we also get convinced that they wanted us to join them (laughs) so Jack and I are like looking at each other and but we're like creeped out like this is almost like a possessed orgy like it's like a supernatural and orgy. also with the context of like <laughs> the entire night they'd been like you guys have yes. to stay here come look yes you have to like you have to really in order to understand how we were feeling in this situation you have to just like take my take our word for it that it was the whole night felt a little spooky yeah, them, in different ways. Them, like, cajoling us into staying there, plus the whole, like, yes. you gotta get out by midnight, get and if you're not, midnight. you're stuck. Yeah, like, so there were a lot of things going into this. So Jack and I are looking at each other. We're amping each other up because we're both, like, at some point, one of us came out and was like, are you feeling weird? And the other one's like, <laughs> yes, I've been feeling weird this whole night wait oh my god and then we're like amping each other up jack and i are like practically on the verge of tears like looking (laughs) at each other like we need to get out of here we need to get out of here i think they're trying to like i think something's gonna happen like they're gonna try to get us in there i don't want to go in there like i don't want to go there i don't want to go there and meanwhile becca's like no we don't know where she is we're like where's rebecca where's rebecca and then she like comes into the room she's like hey guys we're like becca becca She's like, what's going on? And then so we tell Becca, and of course we suck her into it too. She's like, I've also been feeling weird. <laughs> and so then, <laughs> this whole thing is amplified. And then we like decide we obviously we have to get out of that room because we were we were overhearing everything that was happening in the room next to us. We didn't want to be there. We just wanted to have a nice night, like with our beers. So we're like, Okay, we need to get out of this room. We need to go to one of the other rooms. Because we, we cuz it was the creepiest room. It was yes. Yes, right. Even By re- far. regardless of anything else happening, it was a very creepy room and we didn't want to be in there. So, then we have to r- go by the entrance to the room where the orgy was happening, the um, supernatural orgy. We have to go past <laughs> Just that. Well call it that. <laughs> we have to go past that room to get to any of the other rooms. So, we're like, "Oh my god, we don't have to like pass the room and the door was open." So we're like, okay, we need to just make a break for it. So I remember, like, Jack and I, like, sent Becca out to, like, go find a better room. So we're like, okay, Becca, run. And she, like, (laughs) runs down past the, and she, like, silently, like, beckons us to follow her. She's like, come on, come on. So Jack and I, like, sprint past the other room, go into this new room, which is, like, the furthest away from that room as possible, which is, like, right next to the bathroom, I remember. And it had, like, a bunk bed, and then it had two normal twin beds on the ground. Then I remember, like, Jack and me. I think Jack and I both got in, like, the bunk bed, and Becca got in the, the twin bed. And then Jack was like, you can't sleep on there. He's like, I feel like the bed's going to collapse and it's going to squash me in the middle of the night. I was like, oh, you're right. So then I, like, get off. Basically, we're just, like, fucking stoned out of our minds. Stoned but out of our minds. But there but is the the actual situation <laughs> it was in and of itself creepy in there it was creepy. creepy in there and oh we forgot to mention the whole the fact that Gracia had left oh yeah and, we had talked about this and she's during. like the sane one who left was like yep. does anyone else want to come to the hotel we're, we're like, like no yeah, we'll stay we'll stay and take then, the car it's fine yeah then we're <laughs> literally trapped because the employees had left they'd locked the doors we're trapped up there creepy vibes and we're like 
great. Now she's like, this is like an actual horror movie where like the sane one leaves. She's going to have to fucking find out at some point that something is going on and and like come back. And like come rescue us. Of course. Uh, That's how it always happens in the horror movies. Then of course we bring that up at the time. We're like, oh my God, it's like a horror movie. Grace is gone. Like she's going to have to find out how we going to. And then, so I get out of the top bunk. I'm, I'm go down to like, you know, one of the twin beds on the ground. It was terrifying. And then we like couldn't sleep. And meanwhile, I'm like, we need to get out of here. We need to get out of here right now. I don't want to be in one of those horror movies where like the viewer is like, get out now, get out now. Like I was like, we need to get out. I was literally thinking like, okay, we can climb out the window since we can't leave. The main doors are locked. And Jack was like, calm down. Like, let's calm down. Take a deep breath. Like, let's just say if, if anything gets worse than this, we'll leave. Okay. We'll, we'll risk it and we'll leave. (laughs) And I was like, okay, that was, like, good enough for me. So then we're, like, trying to fall asleep, and, like, nothing worse happened. So we ended I, – I think we slept. I don't so know. So we survived. Uh, yeah, and then in the morning, we wake up, and we're like, what the fuck happened last night? Like, did that happen? Yeah, and so then we research. We're like, what is this Yeah, place? well, we get out. Yeah, we get out yeah. in the morning. Everything's fine. It smelled like beer, and I was, like, hungover. It was disgusting. Yeah, and then, Yeah, that, that's the other thing. <laughs> You're drinking, you're drinking, and then you have to descend in the morning. You're hungover. You have to descend down like the to walk of shame. the actual bar area that is, like, dirty as fuck, like, and it smells like beer all over the floor, so you're hungover, and you have to walk through that. Like, yeah. that's... I literally went never back to the hotel that. to get Grisha and threw up in the bathroom. Yep. It was gross. Yeah. Anyways, then, so, yeah, um... So we researched So it. we researched it because we're like, so obviously we weren't going to research it. Like, I wasn't even thinking of that that night. So the next morning we're like, this place has to be haunted. Like, there's something weird about this place. We look it up. Sure enough, you can look it up yourself. It's called the Remington Bar in Whitefish, Montana. Wait, just look, look it up. up. Just look it up again now. Yeah, I remember. So when we started looking up these haunted stories from the Remington, there was like a forum I found of like people who had stayed there. There, I think there was one guy who had, like, stayed there for a good stint of time and was like, don't stay here. It's haunted. <laughs> he literally, in the forum, was like, I, I can't even go into detail because it's still, like, hits too close to home. Like, it's too oh scary for me to even God. recount. It's listed as, like, one of the most haunted places in the country. And it's, like, just look it up. There are so many stories. But, yeah, the building has long been rumored to be haunted. This is from hauntedbarguide.com. Phenomena range super incredible. Sounds disembodied footsteps are said to clomp around the floor when the building is empty. Thank you. That night, a woman's perfume can be smelled at spots where nobody Ew. was. Um, to lit cigarettes found burning long after the bar is closed. In addition, an apparition stalks the upstairs. A figured man. The upstairs where we were. Yep. The figure of a man in a hat and a trench coat. The ghost Ugh. is thought to be that of George Winnens, a young man who allegedly committed suicide by cutting his throat in one of the upper rooms in 1919. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. That was... So, George, that's, we were like, that's oh, what my we God, it's yeah. George. We, so, then you can read multiple stories because, about this Because George the whole ghost. thing was that... Wasn't the railroad being built? Yeah, there was a railroad in the area being built at the time. There were a bunch of, like, Japanese immigrants that were being employed to work on the railroad and there was like there was a I think there was a cellar which I don't think is there anymore there was a or maybe it is but it's remodeled now but there was a cellar underneath the bar that was like apparently super haunted and when they did like they did renovate it or they got rid of it at some point and they'd found like things in the walls that were like remnants from that time like in the early 1900s when the railroad was being built and there were like these transient like there were these like nomads kind of like coming through and working on the railroad. Um, yeah, there's a spirit of a man who was shot dead by his son has been seen sitting in the bar area while a floating apparition in a trench coat, which is George has been seen nearby. Um, there's just there's, something to be said about the vibe you get from places yeah. because you can just, you just fucking know, you know, like houses or apartments you live in. There's some places that I've lived that I'm like, there's no way. Like, I haven't gotten any weird feeling from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's other places that, like, you just feel weird when it's dark. And you need to run to turn off the lights and get back into your bed. Yep. I don't know. There's just... There's just something to be said for that. You know, yeah. It's the gut feeling. It's the flight or fight instinct that's yep. definitely still there in our evolution. Yeah. 
So anyway, I mean, I didn't yeah. feel that at Red Rocks because it was like but broad I can daylight. Totally imagine it. Yeah, if I was there at night, if I was camping there, seeing a concert, I mean, does not surprise me. Not at all. <laughs> we'll leave the rest up to you. You can find out for yourself. Yeah. Go on one of those haunted ghost tours at Red Rocks. Yeah. If you're someone who's gone to a lot of Red Rocks shows, then uh, let us know. We want some in- inside scoops. We asked on Instagram if you had any stories um, of just like haunted ghost stories, and we did get a few responses. We We're did. Them out. So we'll have our little end segment here. Okay. Alexander sent in a great story. Um, his Instagram name is Schmalix1. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, he sent a photo too, which I love. Oh, yeah. Let that me looks... look at this real quick. From September 25th, 2019. He just sends a photo of an empty hospital hallway that's lit up. So nobody, it looks like it's probably late at night. So he said he rotated at the White Salmon ER, walked through halls alone at night. So many ghosts. That's what he said. And then he sent this, that, sends that photo and says, footsteps echoing down the empty hallways in the middle of the night, waking with goosebumps in a call room with a feeling of being touched or watched. Ugh. It was built in 1952. Feels like it has 100 years of old energy crazy and that anytime there's a long hallway oh i'm sorry yeah long hallway we had another haunted experience when we were in victoria yeah bc there's a really famous haunted hotel there and we went to it because it's supposedly haunted and scary and we're like we want to want to see it and there were the bottom floor is like totally remodeled and beautiful and then when you go up into the the hallways and the where the rooms are it's still like hasn't really been renovated at all the entire upstairs part is just gray. Gray. Like gray The walls carpets. are gray. Yeah. And long hallways, duplicates, like doubled, like a double door at, at the end of the long hallway with a wardrobe yeah. in the middle. And like there are really old elevators. Yeah. Super like super outdated. Slow, you know, rickety elevators. We went to like one of the top floors. I don't know why we decided to do this. And we got out. And there was, like, a sound coming from one of the rooms. I know everybody's going to be like, oh, somebody was having sex. It was, like, a moaning sound, but it wasn't, like, it was, like, a possessed moaning yeah, sound. Like, no. moaning sound you you hear in literally, like, Like, a, it was a disturbed. A paranormal movie. A disturbed Disturbed moaning. moaning yeah. Coming from one of the rooms, like, it was absolutely terrifying. We looked at each other and immediately run back to the elevator. Yeah. And are like we were with our mom. Pounding on the button for the elevator to come. It comes, we get in, and my heart was like pounding out of my chest. It was terrifying. Ugh. Anyways. So long hallways. Let yeah. Let me see if there's that one uh, about the white salmon ER sounds really intense too. Scary. Then. And then the other one was our cousin Rachel oh. Ray Ray Singh. Ray Ray Singh on Instagram. She said, like, everything at grandma's house in New Jersey. <laughs> because um, our parents have many the haunted story from the old, like, Tudor house that my grandmother and step-grandpa owned. And um, where my, my mom and her siblings were raised. They have some scary stories yeah, from just there. Just, like, the same sort of thing where, like you feel like you're being watched yes. from a specific like my mom, point of the room. My mom and my aunt said that they, the room that they slept in, like they never got a good night's sleep in there. My mom would like, her eyes would shoot open feeling like there was somebody literally like an inch from her face. Ugh. And they always thought there was an, a man in the closet. And then one time my aunt brings my two cousins when they were like five and three to stay over to visit my grandma. And she like, my grandma's like, oh, they can stay in your old bedroom. And my aunt was like, no, I really don't want them not to stay in there. I, that room was haunted. My aunt literally moved into the attic at some point when she was in, like, high school because she yeah. couldn't sleep in that room anymore. And then, so, she ended up putting my cousins in there. And then in the middle of the night, my three-year-old they, cousin they Sam... they hadn't told, like, obviously... No, yeah, no. The five and three, of they course, they told them know. about the fact that, like, oh, when I grew up here, I was always felt like it was haunted. They yeah. were young kids. They were, so. like, totally naive about it. Yeah. And then, so my aunt, like, wakes up in the middle of the night from my three-year-old cousin Sam, like, pulling on her, waking her up and saying, yeah, mommy, there's there's a man in the closet. And then and then I think she, like, asks, like, what, where, like, what, where is he or whatever? And then he just goes, 
far, far away. <laughs> Terrifying. Like, don't do that. Like, Why do kids do that? make that up? I'm sorry. You don't make that up. And it's the same thing that they experienced when they were little, like, and without any knowledge. Like, come on. That's yeah. real. That's freaking real. Yeah. So that house. Oh, and God. there was, like, a crawl space oh, in the attic there. Gee, yeah. That there was, was a, like, um, there They found a Ouija board in the crawl space that was wooden from, like, it looked like it was handmade. Yeah. Seriously. And it was from, I think it was engraved. I remember looking at it when we were really little, from, like, the 1800s. And then they obviously used the Ouija board. And then when my grandma finally sold the house, which they couldn't sell the house for, like, years. And then eventually the church across the street bought it, tore it down, and made a parking lot. So there They're you like, go. This cannot be salvaged. But yeah, but they when when they moved when my grandma moved she had my cousin my oldest cousin put the Ouija board back. She was like, we need to put this back. It needs to go back there. Yeah. And so he like went to put it back in the crawl space. And he said when he put it back, he had a flashlight with him and he looked down the crawl space and it looked like he was like, oh wow, this is like a long tunnel. And so he like starts to kind of like crawl down, crawl down, crawl down. He's not seeing any wall. And there was my, my mom and her sister's bedroom were on the other side of the, like, like the, their wall would have extended up and, like, blocked off the end of this crawl space. So it should have been there. There should have been a wall there. But he kept walking down, and there was no wall, no wall, no wall. And he just, like, turned around. He's like, I'm not going to go any further oh, down this thing. God. And that was that. So anyways, there's a lot of, oh. a lot of ghost stories in our family. Good luck um, to me tonight. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Becca. Where are we staying again? Texas. Um, <laughs> Texas. Um, yeah, so, yeah, thank you guys for sending in your stories. So it was hard for us to decide what song to do for Red Rocks because there's so many musicians and bands that have played. Yep. And couldn't so, decide. Yeah, so we, <laughs> and we never did. We never decided. <laughs> we no, did. but we ended up um, picking Silver Springs by Fleetwood Mac because... As maybe some of you know, um, Stevie Nicks has been known as, like, the witchy woman, like, just, like, referred to as that. She's just, like, kind of has that reputation. And so we're like, okay, witchy, ghosty, haunted, okay, that relates. And then also the lyrics in Silver Springs are very, like, it's about, like, unrequited love. But, but like, the lyrics in it are, like... um, You'll never get away from the sound of the woman that loves you. I'll follow you down to the sound of my voice will haunt you. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like talking about this unrequited love, but it's like, like I could I would have loved you. I could have loved you. You didn't let me and you'll always and now I'll haunt you. Yeah. So it is kind of a spooky song, but it's like really intense and we love it. Our friend Devin recommended it, which I hadn't heard of it. No, I before. hadn't really heard that song either. It's one of their like less known tracks I think Um, but it's so great yeah it's a really good one so so yeah we sang that at Red Rocks Um, we kind of went off to the side a little bit because we were hoping that we'd be able to perform on the stage because like some people have been going on it right now since it's COVID but they were like setting up for some live streams we couldn't Mm -hmm. um, but we went on the side they are doing live streams at Red Rocks now so you should check that out I'm going to look into it I think Phoebe Bridgers and um Nathaniel, Nathaniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe and the Night Sweats we're about to play. Yeah. So there's going to be some good live streams from yeah. there. Anyway, uh, we sang <laughs> Silver Springs, and um, you can listen to that in the link in the episode notes. See you next time. Ew, So before we go, just want to recognize that Red Rocks is on Cheyenne and Ute land.